The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tyler, did you get anything Twin Peaks for Christmas? I did. Santa blessed me with some wonderful goodies. I got a set of Twin Peaks sheets and Mm -hmm. some pajamas that have motorcycles and James Hurley's face on them. Oh, ah, I'm going to need to see that immediately. And I also got a body pillow. That is, it's a light oh. tan. And at the very end, it's a little brown. And on the tag, it says James Forehead. <laughs> and this is all from the Jammies Hurley collection. Is that from Belk? Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Did you just come up with this or is this real? <laughs> Dave wanted it to be real so bad. I did not get these. I wanted it to be real so bad. I did not uh, receive need, these items, I but they should exist now. I just wanted to believe that I could walk into a Belk or a Kohl's. And buy the ja- Jamie's Hurley the Jamie's collection. Hurley collection. <laughs> There's a Nate Burkus signature line of James Hurley nightwear. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that's what I got. Season 2, Episode 2, Coma. I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Hey. There he is. <laughs> he's here. All right, uh, he so got out of his coma. He's back out of the coma. I am. Back into the action. Speaking of comas. Uh, episode's called Coma. Have you so heard about Anchor? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Tell me more about it, please. <laughs> what were we talking about? Twin Peaks. Episode Twin two of season two, comma. Uh, it's technically episode nine of the series. Nope. nope. Mm-hmm. Season yep. two, episode two. <laughs> said, nope, season not having it. Two, episode nine overall. Episode thirty of this podcast um, <laughs> takes place in a large, small town in Washington called Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, everyone is shocked by the death of Laura Palmer. Are they still shocked? Why are we recapping? <laughs> <laughs> you asked me what we were talking about. I just thought I'd give you a recap Stop. of the whole show. <laughs> this was a crazy episode. Uh, there's plenty of weird, weird things that happen. There's some great lines. There's some great sight gags. It's another and episode directed by David Lynch. Yes. And it's uh, it's one I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, let's get into it. We're going to talk about uh, Cooper and Albert at breakfast. And <laughs> Cooper's just kind of lambasting Albert with a whole bunch of Tibetan s- stories about Dharma and kings. Mm-hmm. No, Albert's not really having it. Yeah, about like the history and traditions of Tibet. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm thrilled that <laughs> yeah. King Walla Walla got his dharma. Yeah, and then Albert proceeds to uh, make a joke uh, where he mm-hmm. talks about the everything, of the contents of Jacques' autopsy of everything that was inside his belly. <laughs> it was half a tire. Yep, a beer can, a license plate. A license plate. Albert, yeah. you're making a joke. It's pretty great. What does he say? I feel I'm one of the 
Uh, oh, I like to think of myself as one of the happier generations. generations. Yeah. Thanks, Albert. Meanwhile, in the background. Yeah, there's a barbershop quartet uh, <laughs> performing for us. Amazing. Yeah, the Twin Peaks barbershop quartet. The Steeplejacks. <laughs> That's what we'll call them. Yes. Okay. Um, they were great. What are they singing? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. Some sort of doo-wop tune, yeah, nice I'd imagine. Tune. Yeah, they, uh, they suspect Leo in the arson of the mill and uh, kind of just go over some more of the notes of the case that we already know, not a lot of new information. Yeah, and he gives more details about Jacques' death, about how uh, the killer used mm-hmm. the... Uh, the pillow. Yep, he was wearing pillow. gloves. Yep. Mm-hmm. He stole the tape from the closet. hospital supply closet. Yeah. Yep. The tape for his hands, yeah. And they're being watched. They are. They're being watched by someone. Um, the character Secret we don't know. Asian man. The, the one Secret who's, Asian man, yeah, yeah. Who's checked into the hotel mm-hmm. from the previous season. Yep. Uh, another thing Albert mentions is Wyndham Earl. This is the first we've heard of Wyndham Earl. Yes. We find out later in the episode it's Coop's former partner, specifically. Yeah, Albert um, stops and he says, uh, This isn't. Uh, he asks about his health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, how he's doing. He says, I, I'm doing well. I appreciate that. And he says, well, actually, you're not the only reason that I'm here. Yep. Like a Wyndham Earl is all he says. Yep. And Coop kind of stiffens up. Yeah. He's like, we learned that Wyndham Earl was uh, someone who had gone crazy. Yeah. Former agent. Yep. And has disappeared from his Men- institution. Yeah, mental institution Yeah, is what I assume. Coop's former partner is... Flew the coop. <laughs> Flew the coop. Coop. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Little yeah, that's pretty great. That's like pretty that great. was in there. Yeah. So a lot of information there to kick off this episode. We then cut to Donna Mills on wheels. Um, she's taken over Laura's route. Uh, she goes to a house that is occupied by an old lady and a child. A well-dressed child. And a startling child. Didn't realize he was there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see him at first. Yeah, you said that right away. You're like, oh, there's a kid there. <laughs> yeah, because there's that wide shot of the room. Mm-hmm. You clearly see the old lady, um, but you don't. Well, yeah, because she's in the forefront, but this kid is sitting statue yeah. still. In I don't the even corner. know if I saw him my first go through until it just cut when he says, like, miss or whatever he says yeah. to say something. Because she doesn't notice yeah, he's there either. She goes right <laughs> in to deliver. <laughs> yeah. She goes right in to deliver. Uh, the food and doesn't the cream corn yeah <laughs> the creamed corn uh yeah so she's delivering the food the old lady uh miss tremond, tremond uh, yeah i thought she said truman at first I was like no yeah this tremond. Isn't a truman <laughs> yeah tremond that's funny truman truman mm-hmm. yeah Whew. man stop <laughs> uh <laughs> she indicates she did not ask for creamed corn yes uh She's like, do you see creamed corn on this plate? There's creamed corn there. You know, mm-hmm. she asks her again, do you see creamed corn on this plate? It's suddenly gone. It's not there. Magic. It's not there, and the plate's Ooh. clean as if it was never, never there. there. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it uh, cuts to get back the to little, buddy. little buddy over there sitting, and it's just oh, in his okay. hands. He's just holding. He's holding it. <laughs> Both hands together. Yeah. One of the, one of the best hand cups I've ever seen. Yeah, a little handball yeah. full of cream corn with no spillage, no drips. Yeah, yeah. very impressive. So yeah, then she, in, she in, trick. yeah, she indicates that he's studying magic. Mm-hmm. And Donna thinks that's great, not he's, weird. He's he also approaching Jacoby. He also immediately makes it disappear with no... Yeah, it's gone. No evidence of it no ever even stains. He's surpassed Jacoby. Yeah. He has surpassed Jacoby. And Donna doesn't question this. No. No. She, yeah. no, she doesn't yeah. investigate any further. She just says, that's um, nice. Yeah. And just goes on to ask her if she knew Laura. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the old woman's weird because, well, she's weird she's with everything. In she's yeah, yeah in general. I've seen her in. She, she says. Is she the grandmother in Happy Gilmore? Is she? <laughs> it looks like her. Let's look it up. I don't think she is, but that's who it, it reminds her, me yeah. of. I hope it's not. It is Grandma and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> she's been in a ton of stuff, but specifically, yes. That, right. is what you, that is what you know her from. That's okay. Awesome. Um, the little boy, I should point out, is played by Austin Jack Lynch. That's David Lynch's kid. Freaking and nepotism looks, in Twin Peaks. And he looks just like him. He does look exactly the like him. The haircut. And like, and, until you said it. And the quality and of magic. The way he talks. The way he talks, too, though. Like, if you've ever heard Lynch speak, I'm like, mm-hmm. this kid is clearly <laughs> David Lynch's son. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she asks, she asks her about, Donna asks her about Laura Palmer. She denies it. Um, but no, she's dead because she says that. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she says she's dead because I immediately shouted. Rap and blast. Yeah. So, but she somehow knows that the neighbor, her neighbor Harold Smith, uh, knew Laura, mm-hmm. and to go check that out. Yeah. So, so maybe talk to him. I want to go back to the kid real quick. Sure. And just before the disappearance of the cream corn. Uh, the kid's sitting in the corner and startles Donna by saying, Miss. Mm-hmm. And she turns to look at him and he says, Some things can happen just like that. Does a firm snap. Yep. And then the weird stuff starts to happen. Yeah. So I just, I wonder what kind of mysticism is going on with this actual kid. Mm-hmm. It's just very strange. Things can happen just in yeah, a snap. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she goes next door. Um, Tries to knock. She knocks, I think, like seven times. It's a lot of knocks. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. Yeah, yeah. I think it was seven. <laughs> yeah, I think it was seven knocks. Uh, no answer. She walks away. We see what we assume is Harold peeping out in the window. Mm-hmm. Um, she turns to look, and you clearly see the hand go away. Like, she clearly saw someone was looking at her out the window. And then for some reason we go back into the house with the boy and he just says she was a very nice or she seems like a very nice girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so he says something strange before uh, before Donna leaves, before or after she leaves. Yep. J'ai un name solitaire. Yep. What does uh, that mean? That's French for I have a lonely soul. Great. Little kid does magic. Yeah, you have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was French. French, yes. Interesting. Like Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Donna leaving a note for Harold? I was just, just going to mention that that is the primary form of communication for Donna <laughs> for, and yeah. most of Twin Peaks. Is to we just keep bringing that note. up. Yep. That's why you always leave a note. <laughs> That's why you always leave a note. Back at the hospital. Yeah, Coop and Truman have a really hard time adjusting the stools when they get into Ronette's room. Because yeah. Coop wants to be comfortable because he's been shot. Sure, yeah. Um, so he's not comfortable. Right, doesn't probably want to stand for this. Yeah. But, um, it's, but the chairs are not cooperating they're not user friendly <laughs> yeah uh harry's reading the instructions on the bottom mm-hmm. of the chair uh and cooper can't get his to work it's or so Harry funny. Can't get his to work uh i think eventually they just kind of accept it and sit on yeah. really high stools pretty much it clicks i think one clicks because mm. it says something like spin till clicks yeah until you hear a click yeah, yeah. and then it does so yeah so then he begins to show ronette who's just who also you and she didn't break. No, she just <laughs> laid there <laughs> the whole time. It that was, was happening. Very impressive, and I hope somewhere there exists some kind of I'll blooper real, yeah. or something. Yeah, there's no way that on or first take she just laid just there like and got through that whole thing. Really good green screen that was ahead of its time. Yeah, 
Yeah. Just superimposed her not breaking the <laughs> right. uh, It's absurdity. Cooper then <laughs> proceeds to show her two different pictures, drawings of suspects versus of Leo, which doesn't really look like Leo. No. It does not look like Leo. Yeah. drawing. She's um, like, no, I don't recognize this person. Where's Baba? She's like, he doesn't like even kind of look like somebody. <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't look like somebody? No. Um, you're right. Uh, she has no reaction to that. Or she says no. She shakes her head no because she asks yeah. if this is the man who. Uh, she is you. just woken up from a coma, so she's right. not very responsive to anything. She's no. just kind of, I, I imagine, regaining consciousness slowly. Like, yeah. isn't really able to move much, and yeah, except for the occasional thrashing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then he proceeds to show her a uh, picture of Bob, a drawn the drawing of Bob mm-hmm. that we've at this point, are very familiar with, mm-hmm. um, which she reacts accordingly by screaming and shaking and yep. hooting and hollering. And yeah, I'd, She's uh, yelling something like train. train. She says tra- the word train a lot because yeah. then Coop starts saying, are you in the train? Mm-hmm. Are you in the train car? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. But, uh, they don't, she doesn't really give them much. She just reacts very strongly to, to the Bob picture. Which I knew that was going to happen. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bad. this to this poor girl. Do you think she was not going to react that way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she hasn't been through enough yet. Yeah. Ben and Jerry have to debate about three different things they could burn. Ledger one, ledger, ledger two, two, or Jerry's smoked cheese pig. Which he says they are not going to burn that. So take that off the table. <laughs> She's enjoying that. Horns love their food. I didn't know <clears throat> that a block of cheese shaped like a pig was a thing. I know about you butter, I know about butter cows. I did not know about cheese pigs. Did they bring it over from Norway or Iceland? Or sorry, Iceland or Paris? Yeah, I don't know. They 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 ultimately decide they're not going to burn either ledger. That they're just going to roast marshmallows mm-hmm. instead with some hickory sticks. Good way to spend <laughs> some time. Where are those hickory sticks? And then a dissolve fade. Yeah, that was. Whatever. Yeah, there's not really many dissolves in the show. There's like three in this episode. <laughs> it's weird. I was just uh, trying to shop for a smoked cheese pig online, oh. and it is not hard, and it's not easy to find. Huh. I, I can find blocks of cheese all day, but it's all day. It's difficult to procure a smoked cheese pig, it looks like. Um, they went out of style in the early 90s. Shoot, boy. That cheese you like is about to come back in style. <laughs> We go back to the double R where Andy is having a very difficult time trying to tape up the have you seen this man picture of Bob. Oh, he's a the mess. Door. He's got tape all over his hands. There's a piece of tape, uh, scotch tape, stuck to his forehead. Uh, he is just – he's on his knees, too. I didn't realize till I think, this watch. He's mm-hmm. on his knees Until because you see the log lady walk in. Yeah, she looks uh, huge, yeah huge because you assume he's, sta- you assume yeah, he's standing it, up. You, yeah, you think he's standing. It's strange. It's, it's just, the angle. It's the, fr- yeah, it's the angle. Yeah, and the framing, yeah. Because I had no idea. Um, I'm surprised that Garland Briggs, being a gentleman, didn't attempt to help him at all. Yeah, like, I love that, yeah. too. It cuts over to him three or four times. Andy and has just, his hands webbed together with, yeah. like, a... <laughs> just true. Briggs seems like he'd be a gentleman. A lot of like, tape. Would I offer him I'll some, some assistance? <laughs> Do you need some assistance? <laughs> Deputy, can I help you? He's probably under strict orders not to interfere with the people of Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's where we get our first interaction with Briggs and the log lady, Norma. Uh, I love it. Norma greets her so pleasantly only to <laughs> then like say, 
please don't put your your sticky pitch <laughs> all over our counters at the booth. Yeah, like you did funny. the other day, right? <laughs> Which we saw, mm-hmm. so that was funny. And I I kind of thought Log Lady swallowed the pitch, but I guess she just kind of moved it in her mouth because she yeah. And then I think she swallowed it and asks for a bear claw, right? (laughs) Very firmly. Don't tell me what to do with my pitch. Yeah, she just ignores that message, orders a bear claw. Mm -hmm. The log lady notices all the shiny objects on Major Garland Briggs' uh, jacket. Uh, Achievements, Mm -hmm. says. Their achievements. Then he says something. Something about pride. Some Briggsian. <laughs> yeah, some Briggsian <laughs> comment. Which I actually think is he my drops quote for the episode, so he, I'm going to use yeah. that at the end. He drops some Briggsian knowledge yeah. <laughs> on all some, of us. Uh, like a ton of Briggs. <laughs> like a ton of Briggs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. <laughs> so good. Uh, he gets introduced to the log they haven't met before. Uh, the log then tells... I don't believe I've had the pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> the log then tells Briggs to deliver the message, and he completely understands what that means, where we don't I know don't. what that message is. But this guy... He does. I love how just on board for it Briggs is. He's, I believe he's very I do. Polite. <laughs> he's, he's willing to be introduced to the log. He wants to hear what it has to say. Uh, much faster than Cooper was. Yeah, when he was initially introduced, which seems almost out of character. Like I feel like the more we get to know Coop, he would have responded yeah the same way Briggs does. Yeah, yeah, you. I would have thought that too. It just, I don't know why they delayed that the way they did. I guess they have to because story. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love that he was just there for it and ready. He's like, yeah, what's that have to say? Talk to me. Talk to listen, me, log. It's because he knows so much. Yeah, he is involved. He's in government it. projects. Yeah, he's, he is involved. He's seen some shit. He knows how to handle these people. He yeah. and what he's in shit. for. <laughs> yep, he has absolutely seen some shit. Yeah, he understands, and he's gotten the tape off his hands, but not out of his hair. True, and he's gonna need some tape for his heart. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, I don't understand this scene. So he's pacing out front. I guess he's trying to. He wants to talk. Yeah, he wants yeah, to he, talk to. Vamping, he's trying he's to. Up. He's trying to build up the courage to. Talk to Lucy is how I took it. Gotcha. He's okay. Probably, probably walking back and forth and repeating what he thinks he's gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I need to do this and nail it. Mm-hmm. And then he's psyching up. There's yeah. that weird fake fly sound. Yeah, Lucy's yeah, it's that, a weird. That sound. is not a real fly. <laughs> it it's, is a weird sound. That would have been a huge fly. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually in there it's like, it was a loud well, fly. If, if it's anything like the size of a wood tick. <laughs> You know, bugs in Twin Peaks. It's true. So, <laughs> listen to me, Lucy Moran. You just listen. <laughs> when the Tacoma Sperm Bank was looking for donors, <laughs> I stepped up. Naturally, I applied. It's my civic duty, and I like whales. <laughs> <laughs> I have to step back because I don't understand why he says he likes whales. <laughs> Sperm, Sperm whales. whales. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No. Yep. We got it. <laughs> okay, I I, I, I missed it. I did get. I've only sure seen it I, once. Sure, I thought of it. I didn't have to take a bath. Yep, that's the best line. Um, oh, it's so good. Uh, okay, still at the station. Are Truman and Cooper together? Yeah. They come in, and uh, Hank's already in uh, Truman's office. So he is. I guess he's just there to sign his parole paperwork. Yeah. Say, like, hey, I'm still not, not a, killing people. Promise, I'm not attempting murders. 
you, you see, I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm, I got a colored shirt on. Yeah. That's a cute buck or a cute deer or whatever he's Yeah, a cute buck. The buck stopped there. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a little too, uh, what do you call it? Douchey. Yeah, he's just Douchey, actually very, yeah. uh, very, I mean, I don't know if childish is the word either, but even just the way he signs the yeah. paper and he's laughing. There's no way he's that's. giggling to himself. It, it is childish. It that's is. not like. I know. I feel like that signature like is signature, not going to yeah. count. Just a couple of lines, yeah. He's just being very. I guess it which it was just an H. H. I was going to say, it could have just been a big H. Yeah. For, for Hank. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot there. I mean, Cooper says he's an interesting piece of work. And then, and, and yeah, then proceeds to ask him how how long were they friends, I think. Is mm-hmm. that what he said? Yeah. Is that how he says it? Well, Hank used to be a bookhouse boy. Yeah, I thought that yeah, was an interesting that revelation. Was interesting. So like, that, he said he was one of the best of them, too. I was yeah. like, yeah, of course. So he now he knows about all of, yeah. like, that adds a layer. Yep. He knows about the, it's a layer the to, secret society. Yeah, it's a layer to Hank's character. And so sure. now I wonder, since Hank used to be a bookhouse boy and he was the best of them, is he also familiar with the idea of like evil in the woods? Mm-hmm. And so, what's his stance right on, on that. spirituality? Yeah, because he he had the like uh, what was the origin of the philosophies he was trying to drop on Josie last season? Ugh, that whole scene, I don't yeah, because he had some like like spiritual philosophies yeah. he was trying before to drop the, on her and before the finger cutting. Yeah, before he <laughs> married her with blood. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hank's a weirdo, and that's, yeah. I guess that's where I'll leave that. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And uh, he turned his domino into a keychain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's been busy. Yeah, very busy boy. It's not hard or not easy to get that. Yeah. Yep. That hole. Uh, horn hiding. Tell me. <laughs> ben Horn calls the sheriff station. We get the great scene where Lucy Nate goes into great detail of you know back. It's a good callback to the pilot mm-hmm. of her saying that the phone's ringing in the corner. You know, yeah, she's trying to redirect the lines. It cuts to Ben who's waiting, mm-hmm. drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> who can hear the whole thing? Yeah, you can hear all this. Yeah, um, uh, Ben is calling to tell Sheriff Truman that Audrey has been missing, hasn't been seen for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she's just been posted up at One Eye Jacks. Yeah, she's been up there for yeah. not going to school. No, no, skipping school. Yep, being a detective. Then we get that great shot of Truman telling Cooper that Audrey Horn is missing, and mm-hmm. the music cue <laughs> with the slow pan into yeah. Cooper standing there. I'm like, oh, it's a good shot. Oh no. Commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you can tell we're all. That's the an obvious commercial be, yeah. break. Yeah, um, when you're watching the streaming, yeah, which makes sense. We go to the Great Northern where Jerry brings the insurance stuff in, explaining the stuff about Catherine. Yeah, she didn't sign because she was concerned about the, um, in what she considered inaccuracies or stranger sections of the contract from when she was going over it with uh, Mr. Neff. Mm. So she hadn't ever signed it, so it's no good, basically. Um, <laughs> Leland busts back in. He's like, just starts to tell them pretty much that they need to do everything they're about to do because they're mm-hmm. about to call uh, Einer, who's the Icelandic guy, mm-hmm. that needed to sign. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we should probably call Einar up and be very diplomatic when we call and make, smooth this over, mm-hmm. like make sure that they're okay to sign still. Yep. And this is that, a setup. Then, then, yeah. well, then that guy tells him that mm-hmm. Leland's already called to tell him about the fire. <laughs> yeah, Leland's just, Leland's, up. Yeah. Yeah. just quietly cheerleading on the side. Like, no, it's not a disaster. <laughs> it's just one of those things. <laughs> That's what Ben says. It's just one of those things. 
Uh, <laughs> what does Jerry say when he takes the full phone? speed ahead? Full, full speed ahead. Yeah. Full steam ahead. <laughs> Jerry here. Full steam ahead. That's all he says. No problem. Yeah. Um, Leland immediately somehow from across the room sees the picture of Bob. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this man yeah. flyer? Um, yeah. So while while Ben and Jerry are on the phone, he's just sauntering over. Yeah. Spots it immediately. Uh, holds it up. He says he knows this man. Uh, said that he lived next to his grandfather's summer house in mm-hmm. Pearl Lakes. Yep. And he was just a kid, but he, he knows that man. He was a child, but I know this man. Yeah. I need to show Sheriff Truman. Yeah, he's very familiar with Bob's image. Any thoughts on this? I didn't know where that location was that he was talking about. And like for it, some reason... Like in contrast to... Twin Peaks? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, don't mm-hmm. I assumed it was the neighbor that Donna was. So that's why I said it was that when he called uh, Donna later in the episode, it was Bob. Oh. Because I thought maybe that was a, a connection there oh. that he was the, and then that area was where he yeah. grew up or went as a kid. Yeah, it's just another one of those double things where we have a neighbor introduced and then another neighbor gets brought up. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. And Ben and Jerry again. Jerry, kill please Leland. kill Leland. <laughs> and then is it, this real or some kind of dream? Yeah. Another mention of dreams. Mm-hmm. We should have a dream count. Dream count. <laughs> Any dream or mention of the word dream. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make a drinking game out of it. Yeah. First listener to give us an accurate count. Up to this point. <laughs> so we can continue from here. Yes. <laughs> we'll get uh, something. Yeah. Something. Announced some sugar at a later time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't tell. He doesn't like that. No. Yeah. Leo is in bad shape. They've wrapped his arm. <coughs> They've seen the freaking wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No mention. Nobody of cares. The other shot. Yeah. Well, I guess they all know that Leo lived a pretty rock and roll lifestyle. He was bound to get shot in the arm eventually. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> He was also bound to get shot in the chest. <laughs> yeah. Why couldn't they have been like I? F- I really feel like they would have shown up. I guess because it was bandaged. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would Leo not have bandaged that himself? Because after he got shot, he came back fine. Right. That that's what I'm saying. So they, he probably like because it was bandaged bad. when they found him. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's know, a previous injury. That I feel like they would just kind of glance over that because that's not what put him in the hospital. It was right. getting shot right. in the chest. Right. And it had lodged in his spine, but they got the bullet out of his spine. So he's probably paralyzed. <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, Doc Hayward spine says he might have bullet, uh, baby. brain damage. Yeah. Shelly alludes that he's, or asks if he's going to be in trouble or whatever. Asks if he's going to be a vegetable. Yeah. Yeah, vegetable. Uh, Is he a vegetable? She says he's kind of in his own prison. Mm-hmm. Then they have that shot where like we zoom in to Leo in the mirror and we think he's like you think yeah. your mind automatically thinks that he's gonna open his eyes. Well yeah. they do open a little bit. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Well I I thought they already this were. This potato has eyes. <laughs> he's listening. I, th- I thought they were just like already just a little bit open. I thought they got a little wider. Because I thought they were just like maybe, but they kind don't of open. Laying, like they may have, open yeah. when they they definitely don't open. No, he's not yeah. like right. You broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I kept I kept waiting for that. That'd be great. <laughs> So, yeah, it's basically assumed that uh, Leo's not going to be a functioning member of society anytime soon. And Shelly has kind of a hard time with that. Uh, I guess. I mean, is that like all an act? Well, she cries, and that that's probably real. Uh, back at the sheriff's station, Lucy gets another call. 
but we don't hear who's on the line and they won't say who it is on the other line. It's somebody that's trying to speak to Truman, but she won't transfer him without getting a name. And he, he tries again just to talk to him. And she says, I'm very sorry. I can't transfer you unless you tell me who you are. He won't. And so she apologizes again as she hangs up. What happened to Mike? Oh, after he came to the station to see yeah. and sat there and whistled at a young girl. <laughs> Still waiting. Yeah, he's, he's just sitting on his hand waiting. <laughs> Emery Battis. Who, by the way, I've meant to bring this up. Sleazeball I don't Battis. know why. Does he remind you of anybody? Because he reminds me of someone. He kind of looks like somebody, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who he looks like. He looks like Kevin O'Leary from Shark yes. Tank. <laughs> yes. 100%. That's, That's exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, badass Emery Battis. Yeah, is, uh, Battis. Sleazeball Battis. Yeah, Sleazeball. Sorry, he's Sleazeball now. Sleazeball <laughs> Battis is at One-Eyed Jack's. Audrey is trying to uh, weasel her way into his room to mess with him. I will say when this scene started, mm-hmm. I did not expect it to be this setup. No. You just see two bound hands yep. being held up. And I thought we were going to get another like captured person yeah. scene. Yep. With the sound of someone vacuuming yeah. on top of this. <laughs> with like, like the killer has struck again and right, they, they yeah. have somebody else in custody. Nope. That's what this guy's into. Yep. Likes being tied up, listening to the sound of vacuums. With his toast spread. Ice poured over him. I, is that what it was Frosty? for? I, I don't know. I, I can only guess. There's it's no predicting what the ice was going to be used for. Tough to say. So this guy has some quirks. Nobody wants Audrey to try to deal with him herself. No. So she takes the ice bucket from somebody who's carrying it in there. She says, hey, she says, be careful with that one. She's like, no. No, it's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She says, I've got this. He's like, no, you don't. It was strange, too, to me that the girl vacuuming was just so fine to just leave when she told her. I, I mean, it took her a few waves. It did, but still. She's like, go, go. She's like, no, I'm here to vacuum. She's like, yeah. no, you can go. She's like, no, I'm here to vacuum. Yeah, this is what he likes. <laughs> he likes vacuuming. She reveals herself to him, mm-hmm. or reveals that it's Audrey, I should say. Well, she reveal herself to him is not probably. The she unplugs the vacuum cleaner, <laughs> and Mattis can't handle that. No. Why is the vacuum off? Doesn't like that. She starts questioning him about uh, who owns One Eye Jacks. With a cord around his neck. What he knew about Laura and Ronette, and mm-hmm. then. It's revealed that Laura was up there only for one weekend because she was doing drugs and got kicked out. Which um, I don't buy. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that just because one of your girls is doing, doing drugs, drugs that, that they're going to cut them loose. I feel like most of them are. I feel like they are given drugs. We know Blackie, Blackie is, is doing hard sure. drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. very Harder hard drugs. than cocaine. Yeah. She's riding the white pony. Yeah. Crack cane. Yeah. Cocaine. Riding the white horse. Yeah, I, so I, I don't know. I didn't really buy that Yeah. as far as like why they would have gotten rid of her. Um, Riff raff, street rat. I don't buy that. Ben knew she was there and made it his business to entertain all the girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he assumed Laura knew uh, that Ben was the owner because uh, she always got her way, just like I'm Audrey, Audrey Horn, and I always get what I want. Mm. So, mm. Get it, girl. Yeah. Get what you want. Bring it home to daddy. Now, Audrey's been killing it since, Dude. Yeah. since she's the end awesome. of last season. She's crushing it now. She is never going to drop below number one. No, she's ruthless, and I'm all about it now. <laughs> Wasn't before, but she's shown her colors, and I'm into it. I've always liked her. 
right there. Sure, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. Here's like, yeah, replay clip. Here's Tyler's thoughts it. from the pilot. <laughs> I have no decision made on how I feel about her. Other, I mean, and it'll take a while. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I guess I've only seen sides of her that I dislike. I guess I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> she sucks. We cut to the car of one Major Briggs, who's oh. not in it, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we don't know that it's his car just yet. That's true. But uh, it's uh, it's Bobby and Shelley discussing uh, the opportunity to draw a disability check for Leo not being dead. For but five grand. In a vegetative state. Five grand a month. Yep. Which is pretty good. Shelly seems like she wants nothing to do with it, but then it seems by the end that maybe he's got her convinced. I don't know, because then she just wants to eat him up. So, <laughs> Well, she says, like, it would be nice not to have to worry about money. I do have a lot of bills to pay. But I was like, forget about bills. <laughs> don't, don't forget about bills. <laughs> no, bills pay your bills. Very important. <laughs> pay your bills. Mm, he's, he's got he's, a lot to learn. They're young and not in debt yet. <laughs> so right. They don't I mean, know. Bobby, Bobby may have killed somebody. <laughs> The value of a dollar <laughs> is, not, <laughs> is not all the way in their heads yet. Yep. By the end of it, Shelley's ready to get comfortable, quote unquote. Yep. And, and uh, him up. I was like, that's why I got my dad's car. What's interesting about this is it cuts from One Eye Jacks to where they are. I mm-hmm. think it shows like a shot of uh, like a river or something. And it's playing Andre's dance, which so I thought, oh, we're getting another Audrey scene just suddenly like right mm-hmm. after this. It's just yeah. a transition. But no, for some reason they're listening to Audrey's dance <laughs> in it's on the, the car. Jukebox. It's, it's on, on the, the radio. radio. Uh, Bobby doesn't want to hear it. No. So then they get this more like uh, rock and roll. Uh, you go from Audrey's dance to to Bobby's bop. <laughs> Bobby's bop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a good tune. Yeah, I wonder if that's on. I the like it. I think I might make it my ringtone. I wonder if that's on the season. The phone's soundtrack. always on silent, so it's it's okay. Meanwhile. At the Great Bar, then. It first cuts to a shot of Audrey's note still on the floor. Yeah. Under the bed. Coop has not found it. But um, he hasn't seen it. How's it, it mean, shuffled over there? I feel like it's been in every it has been in part of that places. room. Yeah. There have been some light breezes and mm-hmm. you know, the wind. Shoes. You know you know all about the wind in Twin Peaks. Yeah. And inside the Great Northern. Cooper is talking to Diane. Who the hell <laughs> is Diane? <laughs> It's a great question. Uh, he is telling her uh, about two things that are troubling him. One being Wyndham Earl, the news that he got about his former partner. Wind. Flew the coop. Yeah, see? Wind. wind Just like we were wind talking him. about. Wyndham. Yeah. He's troubled by the disappearance of Wyndham Earl, his former partner, and the absence of Audrey, yep. whose disappearance has affected him in ways he did not predict. Yep. Instead of clues and evidence, he remembers only the content of her smile. Yep. At this point, he gets a knock on the door, which he asks, who is it? Which he should have done the night he got shot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now he's very like, I'm going to ask who's at my door. He did open the door. door. Like, Trust yeah, but verify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly <laughs> just um, to peek out. Yeah. And this is where we hear the voice of Major Garland Briggs, mm-hmm. who was behind that door. An unexpected visit. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, absolutely, yeah. and an important one, very important yes. one. He says that his job is very secretive, and that troubles him sometimes. And that I nailed my your theory in the last theory. episode. Yeah, I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, because he says I don't that think I'll ever accomplish anything greater than that. Yep, he says part of his job is to monitor 
space garbage. Yep, space garbage. <laughs> Deep space, space garbage, monitors mostly. aimed at distant galaxies. Beyond our own. <laughs> so letters from space. Pretty much, yeah. Is Garland yeah. one of Garland Briggs' duties. Yeah. Radio, Radio waves. waves and gibberish. Mm-hmm. He's got a printout paper with Radio waves and gibberish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the middle of that, he got a message uh, until late Thursday, Thursday night. night or Friday morning, to mm-hmm. be exact. Says the quote: "The owls are not what they seem." Tyler, where have we heard that? I think Dave said it in the last episode <laughs> when he was quoting who? I want to say Jeff. <laughs> Probst. Jeff. Yes. Probst. The giant. There you go. Jeff the giant. <laughs> <laughs> We will now. We will now. DJ Giant Jeff. We will now. Refer, we will now refer to the giant as Jeff from here on out. Jeff came by, <laughs> delivering messages. So just like DJ Giant Jeff had said before, the 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 printout from space. After yeah, there's line after line after line of just garbled letters and slashes, until in a row it says the owls are not what they seem. And Cooper's like, why are you showing me this? It's got to be a coincidence. This sure. is all just happenstance. Yeah. So Cooper's like, why are you showing me this? Because the log lady told him to deliver the message. Goes later that day, flips the paper over, more garbled gibberish, until there's just a line of Cooper. 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 <laughs> Cooper. Sounds like a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's just line Cooper, 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 Cooper. 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 In, in Mm-hmm. Is that what? It's not a heartbeat when Jacoby's yeah, having a heart attack. It's Cooper. Saying, <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get all this really cool information. It's a really cool scene. One of it my is. favorites. And we immediately jump to the Hayward household. No. To see James holding no. the guitar. This is. <laughs> Listeners, this is where I make my exit from <laughs> talking backwards. <laughs> this was the. Dumbest well. shit I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Tyler's gone. Dave, I guess you could say it's just you and I. <laughs> it's just you. Oh, this. <laughs> this is a I don't, scene. I, I don't get it. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. So There's a lot to unpack here. Why does James sing like that? James sings this way. There are two microphones and a guitar, yet somehow bass and drums kick in yep. while they try to record this song. What? I take that as they're dreaming it. They're, they're all dreaming the what drums. What was the pretext the to this situation? James. At what point is he just like, you know what we should all do together? Sit down. I think I saw some, some three-foot microphone stands out back. <laughs> so. Oh, I was wrong. They're one foot microphone stands. <laughs> We're gonna have to sit down for this. I'm whole gonna have thing. to half sit in a chair. Yeah. Keep my knee on the ground and sing down he into is, this microphone. He is positioned not comfortably. Most mm-hmm. uncomfortably. Yeah. This is so weird. Twin Peaks is weird. Is this, this the weirdest weird. scene in Twin Peaks? This is the weirdest scene <laughs> in Twin Peaks. Do you agree with that? With what you've seen so far? Not it's the worst. <laughs> You think this is the worst scene you've seen so far? Yes. Okay. As far as things that are shown to you, the viewer, this is the most out of context, strangest, disconnected thing that happens in the entire series. This recording session. You haven't seen will the entire series, Dave. 
there were other ways to do this interaction. So while James is playing and singing, he's making eyes at Donna and Maddie, and then he's just making eyes at Maddie, while Donna is continuing to make eyes at James. And then she realizes... She sees him staring at Maddie. Yes. Which, um, why wouldn't he? He had a relationship with Laura. Right. Right. She Which, looks like Laura. Was this their song? He probably wrote it for her. In that falsetto? Laura made him, <laughs> Laura made him learn how to play guitar. And write him a song. At gunpoint, probably. (laughs) Over the past two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a fresh song. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's a thing. It is a thing. So Let's hear a little bit of it. Yeah, let's hear just a quick sample. All right. Dog shit. Donna uh, runs away. James chases her. Uh, in my head, he was screaming, Donna! Uh, Donna! She kisses him and mm-hmm. then says that she's trembling. <laughs> James, I'm trembling. Trembling. Uh, the phone is ringing. Her dad picks it up upstairs. Mm-hmm. It is uh, Harold Smith, mm-hmm. um, the neighbor of Miss Tremond and the little boy. Mm-hmm. Calling her back. They plan to meet, but they don't really say goodbye. It's kind of a, we don't hear the other side of the phone conversation, so it's strange. And the whole time Donna's on the phone with him, James, James is, is just staring. staring. <laughs> yeah. Just well, stone faced. Like, you have staring. no reason. You were just making eyes at Maddie. While Maddie waits patiently <laughs> on the carpet in the other room. Just yeah, just waiting. Kind of twiddling her thumbs, looking around. Yeah. Um, when all of a sudden Maddie has her second vision. So I'll say for this scene, uh, when she has this vision of Bob, on my first watch through of this series all those years ago was in and out of like a nap state <laughs> while I was watching. I was kind of falling asleep watching it. It woke up for this scene where Bob appears at the far side of the living room, kind of enters in from the side, turns and looks at Maddie or the camera and proceeds to just climb over furniture and push things yeah. out of the way and Crawls approach. Her, yeah. And I was scary not scene. ready for that the first time, no. half awake, and pretty sure I fell back asleep after that and had the identical nightmare. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Great. Terrifying. It's definitely one of the most memorable shots of the show. It's mm-hmm. a just, just genuinely unsettling. unsettling. Yep. Yeah. Him crawling so slowly, <laughs> walking over and crawling over the couch into the cameras. So strange. And for the first time in a household, when somebody screams, somebody comes running. Yeah, that's true. That's because they're not in the Palmer house. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Leland, yeah, Leland and like Sarah the don't care. Of space. That's Leland likes to sit quietly in the dark by himself. Because they've been having visions for decades. Yeah, they're, they're used to it. <laughs> yeah. They're a little spooky. Yeah. James and uh, Donna run back in there to see what's wrong with Maddie. There's nobody there. She's just kind of freaking out from the vision. Yep. And that's... Kind of what you get. Yep. You go back to the great northern. Coop is sleeping, having another dream. Um, mm-hmm. We see the giant waving his hand. We see Ronette uh, freaking out at the hospital. The owls are not what they seem. We hear him, the giant say that. Mm-hmm. And we see Cooper, a shot of Cooper receiving that information from Major Briggs from earlier in the episode. And uh, then there's Bob from. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah's like, vision from before. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, Bob's like walking. And the uh, camera. Well, it's the it's the shot of him like crouched. Right? Oh yeah, there's a shot of him crouched with the owl over his face. Yeah, he's as uh, it says that. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of 
fades in over his face, yeah. and then like There's like his whole face is an owl's but body. But it's weird because like the, it is, yeah. the eyes are on his forehead. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I feel like up. they should have done it yeah. differently. Like an owl's yeah. head over it's his like, head, and yeah. said it's an owl's entire body. Get a different right. picture of an owl. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make it work. There's a, that weird black shot of just him walking, and mm-hmm. I know he's not walking in place, but maybe he is. But why it's got to be black? Seems, yeah, uh, just laughing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still get the shot as he is want to do. Yeah, we get the shot of Sarah Palmer running down the stairs mm-hmm. from the morning after Laura's murder. Mm-hmm. Then he wakes up to a phone call, and it's yes, Audrey Horn. Yeah, he Cooper's woken up by the phone. He's on his side on the great at the Great Northern, just kind of answers while he's laying down, and uh, it's Audrey, and she says, "Why aren't you here?" I guess, I guess this has to do with the note that she left. It's like, "Yo, I'm gonna be at One Eye Jacks. Come get me. Come yeah. get your girl." Yeah. So when she saw him. Uh, in the tuxedo at the casino, I guess she figured he was there to get her. Yeah. Which he was not. It was a separate track that they were yes. on. But, uh, yeah, and then she said she's in trouble, but uh, that she's going to be coming home. And then Blackie hangs up the phone on her end. Yes. And sleazeball Battis. Mm-hmm. You see him in the background. With her. Yeah. And I said that Audrey should have killed him. Because he was going to go and blab his mouth and get her in trouble. Yep. So and I bet she's really kicking herself <laughs> right about now. As she should be. Yeah, never and, too uh, young for murder. Yeah, Blackie's got Tagline. her. Blackie's got her cornered and uh, she's like, you're you're in trouble. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You thought you were in trouble, but you are in big trouble now. So I figure with Audrey revealing to Cooper that she saw him in his tuxedo. That's how he'll put two and two together. Mm-hmm. She's at one eye jacks. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He didn't. Well, we don't know that. We, that's how the episode ended. I feel like he would have. This just happened. Immediately. <laughs> immediately been like. Well, their conversation gets interrupted, too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 He's so like, yeah. well, he, he kind of scolds her like a dad. He's like, Audrey, I want you to come home right I now. I don't have time yeah. for these schoolgirl games. So that was that was coma. Let's talk about our favorite quotes with another segment of Damn Fine Line of the Night. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is, excuse me, a damn fine. Oh, damn, this line is good. All right. So a lot of great lines in this episode. Uh, do you guys mind if I start? No, not at all, because I got to find mine again. Because there's one that we actually... We didn't talk about. We overlooked. It, it was some information we actually overlooked, and from the very first scene with Albert talking. Whoa, it's, a, it's okay. Albert Rosenfeld and Cooper are talking at the Rosenfeld. Oh, Rosenfeld. Yeah. Dale asks who shot me, and mm-hmm. Albert goes in to say that he's got a team interviewing pretty much every hotel guest here to figure out who did it. Albert went out of his way to personally find the waiter who delivered his glass, his glass of warm milk from that night. In which he says... Well, the world's most decrepit room service waiter remembers nothing out of the ordinary about the night in question. No surprise there. Senor Drool Cup has, shall we say, a mind that wanders. <laughs> so that was my favorite quote from this episode. Tyler? Yeah, mine is when Andy is talking about being sterile. The Tacoma Sperm Bank was looking for donors. Naturally, I applied. It's my civic duty, and I like Wells. A routine physical examination revealed that I'm sterile. Sure, I thought it meant I didn't have to take a bath, but the doctors told me the truth. They told me I can't have babies. 
So what I want to know now is why are you having one and how? So good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. And they, <laughs> we, we skipped that, but where he leans in for a kiss. Yeah, and she pulls And the she's tape like off leaning in, but just pull, rips the tape off yeah. of his forehead. That's great. Oh, man. But I kind of thought yours was going to be. I'm Audrey Horn and I get what I want. That's my sexiest line of the night. Oh, oh all right. Damn fine, sexy line. <laughs> sexy. Je nom salutaire is my sexy line. <laughs> there you go. Is that your line of the show? Uh, well, no, that's my sexy line. Oh, sexy line. Uh, so I got to come up with a sexy line? That's the French Lynch line of the night. Dave, what is it, Dave? You wear shiny objects on your chest. Yes, I do. Are you proud? Achievement is its own reward. Pride obscures it. Cream? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was, was a good that one. Was a good one. Damn fine. All right, that was our damn fine lines of the night. Damn fine. Last week we introduced this next segment, and it was a big hit over on our Instagram channel. We made a video for it, which I think we're going to do from here on out. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a new segment we like to call Talking Five Heads. Four Heads. We settled on four heads. Talking foreheads. I can't. I just can't. James! Uh, yeah, so this is where we rate the episode based on James Hurley foreheads. Uh, the five being the most foreheads, one being the least. Uh, this is for the episode Coma. Tyler, what do you give this episode? Zero foreheads. <laughs> No! I will give it one forehead. Come on! Just one. One forehead. Because of just you? Because of just James. Perfect. All right, Dave, how about you? I'm going to give Coma three foreheads. Just three. Does not live up to episode one. James sings just you, and it hurts. It hurts my heart, and my heart says three foreheads. I'm going to do three and a half foreheads. Just three. The half is for just you and I. No, you're using it wrong. I am? I thought the point five came from the cream corn. Thanks for listening to Talking Backwards. I am really looking forward to episode three, a.k.a. episode ten. We will see you next time for The Man Behind the Glass. Ooh, Whoa. If you want to tell us anything about the episodes you think we might have missed or that we need to cover coming up, you can reach us at talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. Also follow us for fun visuals and neato updates at our Instagram at talkingbackwardspod. I am a hip, hip person. Patrick? You can also find us on Twitter at talkingbackward. Tyler? Anchor. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate your listenership. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where the fuck is Gersten? <laughs> <laughs>